Good morning, Gateway Church. We are a growing family after God's heart. That's who we are. At a heart level, we're a family. And we're seeking to grow in these five characteristics of a healthy family using the acronym of, do you remember? CLEF, yes. So C stands for, come on now, help me out. Caring compassionately. Or, yeah, something like that. Man, you put me on the spot. L is love unconditionally, all right? Care compassionately, love unconditionally. E is courage intentionally. F, forgive graciously. And T, speaking truthfully, all right? That's, that's what we're growing in these these great characteristics of a healthy family, but our mission, listen now, is not to be a family. That's, that's not our mission. That's who we are. Our mission is to reach people for Christ in our Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth, to be in the words of our Lord Jesus, you, you remember it, fishers of men. That's our mission, all right? So one of the things that I'm going to be doing is praying about our mission on this sabbatical. And I believe that Deanna and I will return with a word from the Lord regarding our future ministry together. I'm really excited about that. So today is my last Sunday in the pulpit for the summer months. Deanna and I, as you have heard, are going on a sabbatical, and that's starting tomorrow morning. So we're going to, my brother's coming down from Duluth. He's a pastor up at, at the Alliance Church in Duluth. He and his wife, Cindy, are coming down today, picking Deanna and myself up, and we're jumping in the car, and tomorrow morning we're heading to, of all places, Columbus, Ohio. I mean, wow, I, could, I think I could have started better, Tom, Tucky, than to, to go to Ohio, but here we go. And uh, our, our president, Dr. John Stumble, is leading the way. And uh, it's going to be great. Deanna and I are looking forward to just going with no agenda, but to hear from the Lord, receive from him, not worrying about a message to, to, to work on, other responsibilities. Uh, we look forward to just hearing God and the Holy Spirit working in our hearts. And I know that altar is going to be open. And uh, I want to meet the Lord. We want to meet the Lord. And so please pray for us. We need your prayers. We value and appreciate your prayers for these next three months. And Deanna and myself, we want to know how much, we want you to know how much we love you, our spiritual family, Gateway Church. Thank you. Thank you for giving us this opportunity to take this time to meet with the Lord. So today... I'm going to conclude my series now, right? In the book of Philippians. This is the last message. And I picked a great scripture. I couldn't, get, couldn't fit everything in. So we got to chapter 4, and the Holy Spirit was moving on my heart to preach this message. Because I want this message to, to be a part of what's going on in my heart these next three months. So Paul writes these words, Finally, brothers and sisters... Whatever, eight times he says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, 
whatever is admirable, if anything is what? Excellent or praiseworthy. Eight characteristics. Think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me. Wouldn't it be something if we could say that to people who look up to us and follow us? If we could say to them, whatever you've seen, whatever you've heard, put into practice. Anybody there yet? I don't think I'm quite there yet. I'd like to be there. Paul was. He said, and the God of peace will be with you. It's great scripture. I love it. Denny Green, and here I am. I got a, I used a Minnesota Viking illustration last week. Here I am ending this, the, the beginning or the end of this spring with a, 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 a story of the Minnesota Vikings. He was the coach of the Vikings and Arizona Cardinals. Danny Green, you probably don't know him, but if you're a Viking fan, maybe. He had a famous meltdown with the Cardinals. When the Cardinals lost a game that they should have won against the Chicago Bears in 2006, anybody remember that meltdown? They choked. The Cardinals choked. And at the post-game press conference, Danny Green lost it. He said this phrase like three or four times, and his emotions escalated each time he said it. You remember it? The Bears are what they thought they were. Agitated, he said it a second time. Now he's ticked off. They are who we thought they were. He shouts it a third time. They are who we thought they were. And we let him off the hook. And then he just stomps off the platform. <laughs> they are, and they did these great commercials afterwards of this famous meltdown. They are who we thought they were. Now, my brother and I, lifetime fans, had a great time with that phrase, but we could never get it right. I mean, we'll sit on the phone. Is that what he said? How did he say that they were who we thought they were? Is that it? They are who we thought they were? What is it? See, I don't even remember now. They are who we thought they were. We all live out of our own belief systems that are formed in our thinking. We are who we think we are. Yes or no? You don't have to raise your hand, just in your mind. Think about that statement. We are who we think we are. As Christians, is that a true statement, true or false? We are who we think we are. Did you know that the average person has about 10,000 separate thoughts each day? If that's true, you've thought over 2,000 thoughts already today. Amazing. And by the time you go to bed tonight, you've got 8,000 more thoughts to think. We are who we think we are. I know we live according to our belief systems that are formed in our thoughts. I remember a phrase that I read in Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. This was like two years ago. And he wrote these words, or he got it from somewhere. Sow a thought. You remember this? 
reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. It all begins and ends with what? What you think. Apostle Paul wants to speak into your thinking today. He wants to give you some great advice. Whatever. Whatever you think, is it true? Is it wholesome? Is it healthy? Is it pure and lovely and admirable and excellent or praiseworthy? Think about such things, he says, in all those 10,000 thoughts. Can you trace them back? To one of the eight healthy characteristics of wholesome and life-giving thoughts. Wow. Eight umbrellas. 10,000 thoughts. How many of them line up? He's got a word for us today, doesn't he? Where do we find peace of mind? Paul says, if you think on these things, verse 9, the God of peace will be with you. We all, we all want to be of sound mind, don't we? I do. I want to think thoughts that feed my soul, that give me the life of Christ. But there's a gap, isn't there? In reality, Have you ever felt like this is true of you? A gap exists between who you are in Christ and what you really believe about yourself. A gap between who I am and how I live. They don't always connect. I, I, I know in my life, I, I want that gap gone. I want the two land masses to connect. Between who I am in Christ positionally and how I conduct my life practically. For example... I know the truth about my identity. This is so awesome that I'm accepted in Christ, that I'm God's child. I'm secure. I'm free from condemnation. I am significant. But I may struggle with the lies of the enemy. Sometimes I feel unworthy and stained and dirty and insecure and condemned. I am not who I believe I am. I'm simply struggling with the the gap about what I believe about myself. So how do you close the gap? 
You're going to get the answer today. You all probably already know it. But how do you, that gap's got to go. Write that in your notes, that gap's got to go. How does that gap get erased? By renewing your thoughts. I close the gap by renewing my thoughts. Paul gives us eight questions to ask about our thoughts. Is it true? Whatever is, what is it, the first one? What is the first thing he says? Whatever is true. Are my thoughts lining up with the truth of God as revealed in his word? I think we need to start asking ourselves those kinds of questions. And what I'm thinking right now is aligning up with God's truth. And if you don't know for sure, find out. Ask somebody who knows God's word who's living by God's word, like Paul said, whatever you see from me, whatever you hear from me, do those things. Find some people who you know are walking in the truth. If you have questions about, is this true what's going on in my head? I gotta know truth. Is it what? Noble. What does that mean? It means honorable, worthy of reverence. It refers to that which is majestic and awe-inspiring. Wow. I want to think those kinds of thoughts. Is it right? This means in conformity to God's standards, not what is right in my eyes. Move away from that in this culture of relativism. And everything is just in accordance to what you think and how you feel. That's not the Christian moral code. We got to ask ourselves, is it right? Not if it feels right. Not if that's what the world says is right. We don't care about what the world says is right, amen? Doesn't matter what the world says. I got to know what God says. Is it pure? The word means undefiled, chaste, clean, holy. It touches the area, the whole area of moral purity. Is it lovely? This has the idea of attracting loveliness like a magnet. Do your thoughts automatically attach themselves, wow, to that which is beautiful and lovely. My thoughts just, boom, they're just attaching to that which is lovely. Is it admirable? That is, is it worthy of study and contemplation? Is it morally excellent? Excellent refers to virtue. 
I mean, we could spend a sermon on each one of these questions, right? Is it something that is praiseworthy? Meaning what? Would God approve of these thoughts? So back to the gap. The gap closes by renewing my thoughts. So I'm going to close by giving you three practical ways to renew your thoughts. Very practical. Number one, analyze your input and the gap will start to close. What do I mean by that? Well, I heard it in Sunday schools. It's never left me. I mean, there's just some incredible truths that I learned as a child back in in church. The Sunday school teachers and my mom would say this simple little phrase. You've heard it before, I'm sure. Garbage in what? Garbage out. I mean, it's like, wow. It's so simple, but it's, it's true. Garbage in, garbage out. So how do you renew your thoughts? You analyze the input. What about the music you listen to? Goes in the ear gate. I think it's time to analyze everything. The reason why you may be struggling with God's peace is because you're listening to junk and garbage. Do the lyrics exalt Christ? What about the movies we watch? Well, the preacher's fired up. It's last Sunday. It's just, he's, he's just fired up. I'm fired up. Because I want you to experience God's peace. Paul said whatever's right, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's excellent and praiseworthy. But the shows you watch on TV... What about the conversations you have at work? What about the places you go on the weekend or places you go to vacation? Deanna and I, we have the privilege to go to a few places on our sabbatical. Thank you. I want this sabbatical to be a place where this gap in my life is so closed that I come back you know, in September, and I can say there is just hardly a gap between who I am in Christ and what I actually believe in my brain and my conduct and my thought life. Boom, I want there to be no gap. Every place that we go, I want to meet Christ. What about what you look at on the internet and on our phones and social media? Input is so critical. Two, change your diet and the gap will close. 
To prepare for this sabbatical, Deanna and I were praying, asking, Lord, how do we prepare? One of the things that we did is for 30, no, for 30 days, we decided we're going to go off of caffeine and sugar. You know how hard that was for me? Like, no, please don't take my coffee away from me. I loved this morning, I had my first cup of coffee in like four weeks. It was so delicious. I can't wait. I got to land the sermon because I want one of those cup of coffee here. But we decided for a period of time we're going to change our diet because we want to try to get ready for this as best as we can. Find out what you've been putting in your mind, one, then decide to change, two, it won't be easy because strongholds might be erected in our thinking. What you think today, you probably will become tomorrow. Your mind is the best predictor of your future. If you think you can't, you probably won't. If you think angry thoughts, angry words are sure to follow. Listen now, if you fill your mind with sexual fantasies, your body will find a way to fulfill those desires. If you dwell on your problems, they will soon overwhelm you. If you dwell on rejection, you will set yourself up for even more rejection yeah we're going to get rejected it hurts no one likes to feel left out but sometimes we just got to ask God to help us move on if you focus on how others misunderstand you you will soon become angry and bitter. But here's the good news, all right? I love this. But if you focus on the truth, you will speak truth. If you look on noble things, nobility will mark your life. If you seek out lovely things, your life will be lovely to others. If you dwell on that which is right, that which is wrong will have no attraction to you. It's just the way it works. If you think on pure things, your heart will be pure. If you look for virtue, you'll find it. Interact with the word. Three. And the gap will close. This is so critical. All of these. Yeah, you can't just do one. You got to do all three. As you begin to hide God's word where in your heart, it will slowly but surely change your mind. It's that powerful. So here's a practical application. This is what I want you to do. I want you just to go home and go, well, that was good information. 
I want you, I want all of us to do something. This is the so what in the message. What difference does it make? I want you to interact with the word by memorizing and meditating on God's word. So it's, it's real simple. I want, I want you to hang on to a phrase daily. So when you get in your word today, if you've been there, read it to hear God's word. And God will, he's always speaking to us. He will give you a phrase. And then when he gives you that phrase, I want you to remember it throughout the whole day. Okay? Here's the phrase God gave me today. Just in my devotions. Not for this message, it was for my own heart. Reading in Revelation, working through the book of Revelation. I read chapter 19, verse 1. Salvation and glory and power belong to our God. That's the phrase that I'm thinking on today. Salvation and glory and power belong to our God. That landed on me when I'm worshiping today. At 5 o'clock this evening... I want to be thinking on that phrase, God gave it to me today. He'll give me a different phrase tomorrow. And then I want you to memorize a verse weekly. What's your verse? Maybe you want to memorize the same verse I'm memorizing. Philippians 4.8, this verse that I just put up here that we're talking about. I challenge you to, to memorize it this week and then meditate on it. If you did that, if I did that, I would memorize 52 verses every year. You think that would make a difference in my mind? And then a passage monthly. A passage is like five to seven verses packaged together. And the one that I'm reading and seeking to memorize for the month of June is Isaiah 40, 25 through 31. I wish I had time to read the scripture. I don't today. But I'm committing this passage of scripture to memory. The reason why on this sabbatical is that I don't want any gaps between who I am in Christ and what I really believe about myself. I want the gaps closed. No space in between. And this is possible if what? If we renew our thoughts. Will you join me in doing this? It'll revolutionize your life. A passage a month, a verse a week, a phrase a day. Find that phrase that that God wants you to hear today. He might say, I love you. You might be reading that scripture and he's saying, I love you. He might say something else. He might tell you to do something. He might convict sin in your life but he definitely will speak to you and change your thinking. So Lord, 
We humble ourselves in your presence today. We thank you that we're here, that you're speaking to our hearts. Help us live this word out. We don't want to go home not meeting you, not hearing you speak to us. It's a waste of time. We come to meet with you, to worship you. We've done that, Lord. Give us the heart of Jeremiah the prophet who said, I ate his words and they were my delight. Give us that kind of hunger for your word. Help us think your thoughts after you. We pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to just feel I just want to, I want to leave with a blessing, all right? I want to leave with a blessing. If you just maybe open up your hands like this, just just to receive from the Lord, all right? To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. And all of God's people said, amen. 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 Thank you for your prayers. I'm going to ask that the prayer team would come. If you'd like to receive prayer, please come today. God bless you.